Thanks for tuning in to the Scorpio season episode of Witch Doctorate. Before I get started, I wanted to give a little bit of a noise disclaimer. My puppy Voodoo is in here and she gets really excited when I let her in my recording studio because there's a shag carpet that she wants to eat. So (laughs) she gets kind of rowdy when she's in here. So you may hear puppy noises in the background. And I also have my window open. So if we hear cars or blood-curdling screams, it's probably just my neighbor getting murdered. So don't worry about that. All right. (laughs) I'm going to talk a little bit about Scorpio season first. I want to address a couple of dates, including the new moon and the full moon. And then I'm going to break down by sign. So just to talk a little bit about Scorpio season, if you're a Scorpio... And this may be true as well for Tauruses because they're the opposite on the wheel of Scorpio and potentially Aries as well because they're also ruled by Mars. But because the sun is moving into Scorpio, Scorpios should be feeling a little bit more energized. Now this is being countered by the fact that Mars is in retrograde. So again, I think I talked about this during Libra Libra season, but The energy uh, will be fluctuating quite a bit, but because of the sun moving into Scorpio, there will be a little bit of an energy boost for Scorpios. Libra, you may feel a dip because the sun is leaving your sign. So sorry about that, but also just, you know, self-care. I think Libra is probably one of the signs that's the best at that. Um, So Scorpio is the sign of death and transformation and your shadow and obsession and intense intensity and intense bonds with other people. So these are all themes that we're going to be looking at, especially if, you know, you've had like relationships can go deeper during Scorpio season. Um, And you may, you know, decide to cut off relationships with people too, because, you know, Scorpio will, you know, Scorpio is about transformation. So it's about sort of like cutting cords with people or situations that aren't so great for you. So don't, don't feel bad as a water sign. Scorpios can sometimes, and this applies to everyone because it's Scorpio season. So don't feel like I'm only addressing the Scorpios, but because Scorpios are water signs, they're extremely empathic. And because they are you know, the fixed water sign that has an emphasis on the interactions we have with other people and the emotional exchanges that we have with other people, you can expect a big boost in your empathic abilities. Um, And so if you find that you have people around you who are having a negative effect on the way that you're able to process emotions or process that relationship with that person, I mean, There is always sort of like a curve that you need to work through, but it might be time to identify like, okay, I am giving more to this relationship than I'm getting back and it's been going on for a long time and it's just time to stop. Um, With the empath thing, everyone should be focusing on their psychic defense. Scorpio loves to shed its skin. So lots of cleansing baths, lots of you know, I would do like a, like a house blessing if you haven't done one recently, especially because the veil is thinner. So this is where like the veil thinning also comes into Scorpio season because Scorpio rules death and hello, that's the, the veil thinning is sort of like our ability to communicate more closely to the dead. So we're going to be looking at, we're going to be swimming in deep waters is basically the gist of it. 
Uh, it's a great time for divination. It's a great time for shadow work. It's a great time to take your relationships to the next level. It's a great time to have lots of really hot, steamy sex. All those things are great. Uh, just watch out for if you become obsessive over a situation and you find yourself falling down weird Instagram holes or, you know, I don't know, whatever weird stuff happens <laughs> when we become obsessed. And this is especially true over like relationship obsessions, obsessing over other people and what they're doing. Just don't worry about it. Just focus on yourself. It's so much more relaxing to just focus on how to be well in your own body, in your own, mo in your own moment and within the presence of the people that lift you up and bring you joy. So don't let yourself go there. If you have to put your phone in a drawer or turn your phone off to stop yourself from engaging with the creepy, weird Scorpio obsessive behavior that I'm allowed to say, I'm like, I'm allowed to say that Scorpios are creepy and obsessive because we all know I'm a Scorpio. Um, yeah, I can vouch for that. Scorpios can be creepy and obsessive. Don't do it. It's, you know, evolve past it. That can be part of your shadow work. I'm getting creepy and obsessive. I'm going to stop. Turn off your phone. Put it in the drawer. Um, anything that you need to bring transformation to is going to be good because Mercury is currently in retrograde within the sign of Scorpio. This can mean one of two things. This can mean that your deep conversations are not going well. Uh, you're avoiding deep conversations that you probably should be having or it's time to take a look at deep conversations from your past that you've put off that need to happen now because Mercury retrograde, you know, it, it tends to bring the past back into our sort of present. And if there is a situation that you feel like you've had a really hard time making peace with, you need to communicate, not necessarily with a person, I don't necessarily think that we need to go like having deep connections with people from our past that we moved on for a reason. But if you have unresolved hurt that you're feeling more and you have, you're having trauma and triggers from, you know, any sort of unresolved issues that you have within yourself, within another person, uh, a family member, the way you were raised, whatever it is, you know, write it down and burn it release it, banish it, bury it, whatever you need to do. Actually, the full moon is going to be good for that because the full moon's all about releasing. And I'll talk a little bit about the energy that's going to go on, uh, on October 31st. And like, the, ugh, it's going to be a crazy, it's going to be crazy. So <laughs> I want to talk a little bit more about Scorpio season though, because when I was just getting ready to, when I was just getting ready to sort of record this episode, I started to open up psychically. My psychic defense is great for the most part. I, I shut it down. If I don't want to be psychic, I'm not going to be psychic. But before this, I knew I would be having to deliver messages. And so I tuned in. And I feel like I don't always tune out my guides. My guides are pretty present with me. And so I, I feel that supportive energy pretty much whenever I need to. But there's like a different layer that you peel back when you try to open up outside of like your psychic safe circle. And I felt such a shift when I decided to open up collectively. And I realized that it's very heavy still. And of course it is. Everything is trash. Everything that's happening right now is fucking crazy. It's so nuts. And it's just like bad news after bad news. And you have to find a way to be functional and well amongst that 
which is why I think that shielding is important because the fact that I shield is why I'm not constantly feeling the heaviness of what's happening in the world or even what's happening in relationships outside of myself, people that I'm close to. I mean, if you look at, if you look at people that you are emotionally tied to, you know, family members, I don't know anyone who doesn't have some sort of trauma happening somewhere in their family. And whether or not you're thinking about that, there can be an awareness there. You know, if your parents, especially your parents, if your parents are going through some sort of pain, it's hard not to like, like empathically pick up on that. So what I really think is important is working on your shielding. If you haven't gotten it down, sometimes our guides will just sort of take over and shield for us, but it's good to have control over that yourself. I recommend, I recommend if you need to shield, I, I've said this a million times, but I just like to keep it simple and at this sort of, like this is just such an easy way to build up your aura Imagine yourself in a ball of white light before you go to bed. Inhale white cleansing light. Exhale black smoke. Keep doing that until the smoke turns gray and then it turns white and your aura is cleansed from whatever you picked up and you're also creating that safe space bubble where you sort of say like, okay, no one's allowed inside my bubble unless I invite them in and I can kick them out too. So, you know, if you're close to someone and you feel their energy come in, you can sort of, you know, release it for them. Just know that you may have an actual physical, emotional response. If I feel someone else's grief, I'll be feeling that in my heart. So what I do is I'll imagine golden roots coming out from the bottom of my feet And I don't, you know, when I'm practicing this in a full-blown meditative state, I'll picture the roots going to the core of the earth. But if I'm just like in my bathroom trying to get ready and I feel intense grief, like I'm not going all the way to the core. I'm just going to acknowledge that they're there and then take a few deep breaths, push the energy out from my heart center down into my feet and allow the earth to take it because the earth is where things become recycled and clean and new again. I can't recommend the three deep breaths enough. It sounds like a thing that a psychologist would tell someone like with anger management to do or like when they tell you if you're really angry to count to 10, like when, you know, I don't know, whenever that's said to people, but it, you know what, it can be helpful for empaths too. It can be helpful in any sort of like circumstance. So just take the, you know, even if you just feel your breath getting shell, three deep breaths, push the energy through and be done with it. So that's why it's good because you can cook, you can kick out other people's energy or you can process it. I just taught you how to process it. If you don't want to process it, if it's like anger from someone who sucks or something like that, just say return to sender. I say it three times because I feel like it's being returned to them three times if I say it three times and then it's like, you know, go stew in your own garbage. It's not, you know, I'm not here for it. All right. Um, let's see here. Okay. So you know, balance, basically balancing when you open up psychically and when you're closed off and just strengthening. And, you know, there are times where it's going to be good to open up, but again, having that psychic defense down gives you control. And I know that we're approaching Samhain and the veil is getting thinner and we're all wanting to be talking to our ancestors and you should be. Put up a picture of your ancestors, leave out some wine for your grandma because she drank wine every night until she died, even when she was in the hospital. That is based off of my own grandmother, my grandma Irene. When she was in the hospital, we were like, 
can we bring her wine? And the doctor was like, she's 99. She can have whatever she wants. Just <laughs> so yeah, she drank wine every night. And so I leave out wine for my grandma. White candles in the window. I know I've told you before, but it's just good to refresh because it invites, you know, this is like a really old sort of like, I don't even know how far back it dates, but at least Victorian era. But people would put white candles in their window to help lost souls cross to the other side. But I've also heard that uh, not only does it help lost souls cross over to the other side, but it can help like your ancestors find you and souls that have good intentions, you know, find, find their way into your home. And it does, I don't know, the energy does feel different when I light white candles in my windows with the intention of inviting in my spirit guides and I do anything, do dishes, cook, whatever it is. I feel lighter and I feel happier and there's just a warmth that comes with it. There's a warmth that comes with talking to our ancestors and acknowledging the people on the other side who are there for us and support and love us because that, that sort of connection is important in life and in the unknown and in the ether. All right. So going on to October 31st, this is going to be a full, I've got the chart right here. This is going to be the full moon, the second full moon of October. So it's a blue moon and we're all going to turn into werewolves. So make sure you load up on silver bullets. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying things now. Okay. <laughs> my attempt at humor. It's going great. I'm just like trying to look over my notes and like figure out how to cohesively tell you what's happening astrologically. And I'm biding my time with like verbal banter. Now we're going to get into it for real. Okay. So and when we're looking at that day, the sun is the sun and the moon conjunct. So basically they land at the same degree we should sort of know that anyway from science class that a new moon is sort of when the sun and the moon line up and a full moon is when the sun and the moon are opposites and the moon is basically bouncing back the light of the sun to us. So because of that reason, when we see like a new moon in a sign, like if, I, if so we have a new moon coming up on November 14th. And that new moon is going to be in Scorpio because it's lining up with the sun and the sun is in Scorpio. So that's going to be true every month or, you know, every whatever sign the sun is in, that is going to be what the new moon is in. The full moon is going to be the opposite sign because it's on the opposite side of the sun. So our full moon is going to be in Taurus. And that's on October 31st. Uh, if, if we were in Sagittarius season, then it would be in Gemini because it's just, it's always across from each other. It's always going to be the opposite of the sign if we're looking at a full moon. It's the same sign if it's a new moon. Okay, so the sun is going to be opposite the moon and Uranus for the full moon. That's coming up on October 31st. And... Uranus is the planet of basically unpredictability, you know, genius as well, but it's just, I mean, when, when was genius ever predictable? I mean, I guess there could be some examples of that, but I'm not using them right now. And so with this sort of opposition coming, uh, we're gonna, it's just, our emotions could be all over the place, especially because Full moons just sort of tend to bring that out in people anyway. 
Um, I keep thinking that maybe I misspoke earlier and got new and full mixed up, but it doesn't matter. I'm just going to stay where I'm at now because this is fine. Okay. So with that opposition, like things are going to be a little bit unpredictable. Now we have some other stuff going on. There is another opposition happening in the sky and this is a little bit of a slower moving opposition. So whereas the Uranus and full moon opposition is only going to last pretty much like the day, you know, so that's our emotions that's connecting with Uranus as well. So this is going to be like emotion, unpredictability, mood swings. Now, the second opposition that's happening is slower moving. So this will be sort of like a few days before and after and around, but we have Venus in opposition to Chiron. And Chiron is the wounded healer and it's in Aries. Basically what that means is that there's going to be, for some people, issues around narcissistic relationships. This is a problem that empaths are pretty much plagued with anyway. Uh, You know, the empath attracts the narcissist and this is going to be heightened. So if you're noticing that in your relationship, you may want to examine it and decide if it's something that can be worked on or if it's time to break free. Scorpio loves to just restart. So if you're thinking about breaking up with someone, that full moon might not be a bad day to do it. Uh, There could be breakups happening on that day. Uh, Just, you know, and even just tensions within relationships because that that Chiron in Aries, and you might want to look out for this behavior within yourself too, because, you know, empaths and empaths and psychic and in tune people still have their moments. Uh, and so, you know, look out for self-centered or narcissistic behaviors within yourself and within your partner. This is going to be especially heightened in romantic partnerships. And if you're noticing it, pay attention and I'm not saying, you know, just analyze it and decide if it's an issue or not. And if it's an issue that you need to walk away from. Uh, Full moon, again, it's great for releasing. The reason that full moons are great for releasing is because it's at its fullest and then it becomes smaller into a new moon. And so the idea is you're giving to the moon whatever it is that you want to release and it sort of washes it away. And then we have the new moon where we don't see any moon. And it's a new cycle and it's full of potential and possibility. And you, t- you think about what you want to grow. And so that's where that full and new moon dynamic, when it comes to full moons are for releasing and new moons are for setting intentions. That's where that idea comes from. I also like the idea of using full moons for harvest though. So if you're wanting to like do some serious manifestation work, um, especially because the moon is in Taurus, which is about money and security like that. That's a good time too. If you're, if you're, you know, check with, check in with yourself to see where you're at. Are you in a releasing sort of state or are you needing to harvest and manifest? All right. Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. I mean, there may be issues around our voices feeling restricted because there's a little bit of an unfortunate aspect between the North Node, which is in Gemini, which is sort of like about communication, and it's it's has a quincunx with Pluto, um, and also Jupiter, and so with the quincunx is basically like we're having a hard time balancing, so. It's just like 
I don't know. It can be weird trying to communicate towards evolution and it may be hard for you to find the words that you need to evolve your situation, especially if they come from a really, really deep place. You know, Pluto is a really, really deep planet and it has to do with like our shadow basically and like our our innermost thoughts, feelings, fears, hopes, all that stuff. And it might be difficult to communicate that with other people. So just watch out for that as well, especially with Mercury being in retrograde and Mercury is forming a square to Saturn which is really restrictive of our voices. So we can just, you know, if you're having a hard time with your throat chakra, drink peppermint tea, you know, um, put some spearmint or peppermint oil on your throat chakra, sprinkle some in your shower if you're taking a hot shower. If you do use essential oils though in your shower, I I would plug it up and allow the shower to fill with a little bit of water first because it's I think it's just like helps the oil distribute better and then you know inhale those nice vapors and then also with throat chakra work uh, singing is great I actually had kind of an interesting thing like a cute thing that one of my clients said when she was talking about how she needed to work her throat chakra she was she was like yeah, I don't use it that often. I kind of hang out in the in the backgrounds, which is why I haven't written you a review yet because I need to work my throat chakra. <laughs> and it was just like so cute. So I like totally was teasing her and I said, well, your homework is to write me a five-star review for my new podcast. Um, and I was kidding, but I think maybe she did it. I don't know. But if you guys need to work your throat chakras, I love Witch Doctorate reviews, but I'm really trying to build up the Glittercast reviews, especially because some very angry person randomly like bombed my my Glittercast podcast with like a bunch of one star reviews. And I was like, okay, well, you obviously have a lot, you know, a lot of good stuff happening for you right now if you're going to like just go out of your way to attack someone else. So I'm trying to actually counter that, though. So I am. I also want to remind you that next week, so on Tuesday, when I release the the episode of the Glittercast, I'm announcing five winners for different, basically, prizes. I'm going to probably give away a reading, maybe two, and then I've got, like, house cleansing kits, crystal kits. I may even let whoever wins just, like, pick whatever they want off of my website, and I'm picking five people. So write a review for the Glittercast. That's the one that I'm picking five people from, and send a screenshot to me. Either email is fine or uh, you can DM it to me. If you don't have iTunes, if you like, if you're not able to review on Apple Podcasts, but you still want to be entered into the drawing, message me because there are other people that I've sort of like made different arrangements with. And so we can talk about alternative ways to enter. Okay. (sighs) I think that was it for the full moon. Um, there's, before I get to the new moon, I wanted to talk about November 6th. I just need a second to pull up that chart. I have like three different charts on my, I've got like five different charts on my computer right now, actually, because I'm writing horoscopes. Um, and I'm also trying to do this. Okay. So this one is for November 6th. And the reason why I wanted to bring November 6th up is just because I think it could be a really emotional and triggering day. There's a T-square happening on that day and the moon is in cancer, which makes us really sensitive and, you know, makes us feel really empathic. So again, like psychic defense, shielding, Um, if you need to spend the evening on the couch or in the bathtub hiding from people, I think that 
when the moon is in cancer, everyone should have a pass to be as weird and emo as they want because the feels come through hard. Okay. Um, that T square, it's basically happening between the moon and Mercury and Saturn. Um, we have like a little bit of Pluto energy coming in, but it's not as, it's not as defined. And this is going to be happening kind of around like early evening on November 6th. And because there's a Mercury aspect and because there's a Saturn aspect and it's the moon, which is like our emotions, our communication and control, I would look out for people who are trying to be manipulative, who are being emotionally manipulative or who aren't giving you a chance to use your voice, like people who are trying to cut you off or invalidate what it is that you're trying to say. Like this can be a really big problem on this day. So if you need to set a boundary with someone and you know what, that's another thing too. Saturn can be boundaries. So you, there may be issues around people not respecting your boundaries or, you know, it could be hard for you if someone puts a boundary up and they don't want to talk to you and you want to talk to them, but that can be extremely frustrating on this day and around this time, but you have to respect other people's boundaries. Like you would want them to respect yours. So just try to take it easy on November 6th. Honestly, it's a Friday anyway. So just try to plan like nice, lovely self-care time. Um, yeah, it's just not, it's just not great energy on that day. There was another thing that I wanted to, let's see here. Felt like there was something else that I had in my notes, but I guess not. That T-square is really like the big thing to look at. And with Mercury being square to Saturn for, you know, a while, including, I'm pretty sure, it's like that on election day too, which like a square between Mercury and Saturn is like our voices being silenced. And I'm like, oh, huh, that's happening on election day. Wonder what that might be about. Anyway, I hope you registered to vote and you're, uh, you know, on top of your voting plan. All right, let's move on. Uh, here's the new moon. The new moon is on November 14th. It is at 23 degrees. So if you have any planets in your chart that are at 23 degrees, you may want to um, check that out because it basically like it basically means that those planets are being illuminated. So if you've got like your Saturn being illuminated, then there could be like, you know, you may need to sort of like focus on your rituals and your structure and your responsibility. If it's in your your Jupiter that could be like, that could be a really lucky, lucky aspect, but it's also like, you may want to look at like how much energy you're expending, things like that. So it's just, you know, if you're a little bit more advanced in your astrology game, like this is a way where you can start to really learn your chart and how the energy that's moving outside of your chart is affecting you personally. Um, okay. So this, this full moon on October 31st is going to be, nope new moon. I'm so sorry. I'm like, everyone's like, wait, is it full or is it the new what's happening? And I'm, I'm just saying words wrong. Uh, <laughs> I just teleported to 15 minutes ago when I was talking about the full moon and lost my brain in the process, but it's okay. I'm back in the present and I want to talk about the new, new moon on November 14th at 23 degrees Scorpio. And What's nice about this new moon and beautiful for setting intentions 
is that there is a sextile between the sun, the moon, and Jupiter. Uh, There's some Pluto action going there well. It's like one degree off, so I'm going to count it as well as a sextile. Um, And Saturn's there too. So because of the direct degree aspect to Jupiter, Jupiter is a planet of luck and expansion. So this is a really good time to set intentions and have there be some serious growth because, you know, Scorpio is a sexual sign and it rules sort of like our, our sexuality and our sexuality is affiliated with our creativity. This is a great time to set creative creative goals. Um, but it's also just like anything that you want to explore. And this will be like, this would, this would be hitting everyone's chart differently. I was going to go through and explain how each moon is hitting everyone's sign, but I don't know if I'll have time to do that and pull tarot cards. Maybe I'll just do astrology next time. Um, okay. So there is that Mercury, Mercury is squaring both Pluto, or not Pluto, sorry, both Jupiter and Saturn. And so with that, like, again, there can be throat chakra issues, there can be problems with like how we're expressing ourselves. So make sure that you are you know, expressing yourself clearly in a level evened out way so that people can hear you. Now, people still might not be able to hear you. So it might not even necessarily be a situation where you're not using your voice. It could very well be a situation where you are using your voice and you feel really good about what you're saying, but people can't hear you. So just there's some wonkiness around there and there could be some brain fog. Um, That's okay. Just ground when you can focus on your breath. Um, and I think, I think that's pretty much it. It's pretty, it's kind of an easy, it's kind of an easy new moon. The full moon's a little bit crazier to be honest, but it's, you know, it's not too bad as long as you can avoid like the weird communication stuff. I think you'll be fine. Um, okay. So I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go ahead and start pulling cards for each sign. Um, starting with Aries. Let me see. I might be quiet for a second, like have a a weird, awkward silence while I shuffle these cards. I'm not sure like how much editing I'm going to want to do on this just because it's late and I've got like, I've been such a busy bee lately. Um, Okay, so for Aries, I pulled the Page of Swords and Strength. So for me, I feel like because of Mercury retrograde, this may be a situation Oof, seven of cups too. Okay, this may be a situation where like you're being affected by the fact that Mercury is in retrograde, um, especially when it comes to processing information, understanding things, but also like they're like that seven of cups is like the card for gaslighting. And so if you feel like someone's trying to confuse you in a situation or trying to like again, like invalidate your emotions or if it becomes almost like a pissing contest about like who screwed over who more, like just disengage. Um, The strength card is there to help you sort of through any sort of um, issues that may arise. And as I'm doing channeling and when I have messages channel through like this, I don't know that they really apply to every Aries. There may just be a few Aries that this applies to. Like I've had times where I've been channeling something and like one person or two people have reached out and been like, oh, this is very specific to my situation. So the thing that I'm channeling right now for Aries is cholesterol 
and like clogged arteries and maybe even a little bit of lung stuff. So I'm not like without having someone in front of me that I can sort of like bounce this information off of and know exactly who it's pertaining to. I feel like, I don't know if you can hear like my voice is like, like it's almost like, I don't know if someone had like a male pass away who smoked and didn't take care of their cholesterol, like who like had like, you know, it all just sort of like took them down in a perfect storm and there was like a shallow breathing. Um, I just feel them around you. I don't really have specific things to say because I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Um, but they're with you basically is, is the message at this point without having someone else to like, you know, confirm who this is and like how this pertains to them. I will say though, if you're an Aries, just because of like the cholesterol aspect thing coming up and like this, the smoking and the breathing, um, in case this isn't a mediumship situation, although it really feels like one, um, if you're an Aries and you smoke, you might want to think about that. You might want to consider the difference between smoking when you're a teenager and smoking in your early twenties versus like smoking in your mid to late thirties or forties. Um, and even what that habit looks like if you are a younger person. So watching that and then watching like, you know, with the cholesterol thing, cut saturated fats out of your diet. They're just terrible garbage anyway. Um, saturated fats are really, really, really hard to burn off. They don't burn off the same way as normal fat. And also, um, high fructose corn syrup it makes you, it basically makes your stomach retain fat. Like it makes, like high fructose corn syrup makes you retain fat. So, um, watching just your diets and your sugar and your oil and butter and dairy intakes, like just, you know, keeping it healthy. And I, and I think that everyone should be eating things that make them feel good, you know, have, have a donut, have whatever it is that you want. Um, but just watch like the overall intake as a whole. Okay. All right. So I just want to clear that energy out. Now I am drawing for Torres and ooh, the Torres. Ooh, <laughs> sorry to leave you in suspense, but Torres, you all about to have an intense Scorpio season. Uh, I pulled the tower, which we all know is like it all collapses, but I don't always necessarily think that the tower has to be like this huge shit show that we assume it like that we assume it carries. Like, I don't necessarily think that that's always the energy that's being carried. I did pull some other intense cards with it though. But with the tower, it's like, if there's something that, you know, needs to get handled, don't, don't procrastinate on your business. Basically like that's my best advice when it comes to the tower card. Don't procrastinate, don't procrastinate on your business. If it's a parking ticket and you get it that day, pay it that day, because this could be a situation where like, you forget the parking ticket exists and then all of a sudden it doubles in price because you have a bunch of late fees attached. Um, okay. The second card was judgment. And so this is like, things are going to be coming to a head with, you know, with the Torres and, um, big, just big, important decisions about what stays and what doesn't get to stay. I'd like, I'm feeling like that Scorpio, you know, Scorpio is on the other end of the wheels, Torres. So when energy comes in through Torres, it leaves through Scorpio and vice versa. So there's a fluidity that happens between Scorpio and Torres energy. Um, the third card is the eight of swords, which is all about like claiming your authority, claiming your power, like standing up for yourself, standing into your truth. And this could be, you know, like you need to ask for a raise. <laughs> you know, when was the last time you asked for a raise? Have you been picking up more 
work because of COVID. Um, but then it's like also you have to take into account like if it's a smaller company, that's a little bit different. But if you work for a big corporation and you deserve a raise, you better ask for that raise. Um, and then it's just sort of like, it's just like, it's like taking care of, taking care of business or business will take care of you. That's how I feel about like the cards that I pulled for Taurus. Um, I'm feeling when I'm channeling, I'm almost feeling like some wisdom teeth. So I don't know if there are any Tauruses out there who need to have like a dental extraction. Um, but just making sure that you're taking care of like any tooth stuff that needs to happen, especially because like a tower card that can totally pertain to like, you've been avoiding the dentist and you have a cavity and oops, all of a sudden it's a root canal because you waited too long. Like that type of stuff. Shit gets real when you avoid your responsibilities. So Taurus is like, you need to like check in with what, what your business is and then take care of it. Plus you will feel so good. Like, I know we all run away from our responsibilities on some level because I don't know, it's work and I'm tired and I want to lay down and like wine sounds better. But it feels so good to just take care of even the most dumb, mundane tasks. Um, so just, you know, get working on that. I want to see if there's anything else that comes through for Taurus. Um, I'm seeing like almost like dry skin. So making sure because the season is changing that you're doing, you're changing up your moisturizers to something that's a little bit heavier. That's better for the winter. Like start making your skincare transitions. Um so that you can just sort of move with the season. All right. Going on Gemini. Gemini energy is coming through kind of quicker than I'm drawing cards. And I'm immediately feeling some butterflies in my stomach, which makes sense because that's sort of where our, that's where our solar plexus is, which rules our mental clarity. And it also rules clear audience. And I think that Gemini is probably, you know, one of, because it's ruled by Mercury, obviously, um, it is one of the like busier signs when it comes to like, you know, internal dialogues and mental chatter. So, oh, you guys got the tower too. <sighs> I'm still doing the channeling though. And I feel my throat chakra just closing up so bad. And then it's almost like it's moving down into my sacral chakra. So I'm thinking with Gemini, there's going to be a situation where there could be fear around expressing yourself, especially on like a creative level, or you may have been having, because Mars is in retrograde, it can be hard to find inspiration to go after our passions. And I think that like the message that I'm getting through with Gemini right now is it's sort of like you may have been not engaging with your hobbies or your artistic side for a little while. And because of that, it's creating a nervousness and you're feeling silenced, but you're doing it to yourself. And then also like your creative energies are starting to atrophy. Like that's what I'm feeling in my solar plexus. Like there's an atrophy. And then, you know, that affects your sex life too. So if you're not finding ways to channel your self-expression, it's like it becomes a vicious cycle. And, you know, I know that like it's, it's hard to force creative inspiration but if it's been going, you know, if you if you've just like not been doing your artwork or your hobby um, or you might even need one, you know, but if you've gotten into a little bit of a rut where you're not engaging creatively and you're not using your mind, it's going to give you anxiety. <laughs> you need to get involved in something, even even if you have to just like sit down with a kid and play with Play-Doh. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is, it doesn't have to be 
like a huge event, pick up cross stitching on a whim, just go to Michael's or go to a craft store, except for Hobby Lobby, because the people who run it are garbage. Never go to Hobby Lobby. Um, unless it's to trash the place. <laughs> T the P. That's what me and my friend Alexis always say to each other because Walgreens drugstores make us furious. I don't know what it is, but whenever I'm in a Walgreens, I had never shared this with anyone. And then one day Alexis and I were having a conversation and somehow it came out that we both feel furious whenever we're in a Walgreens. <laughs> like when I am waiting in line at a Walgreens, all I can think about is knocking over aisles and just like smashing glass. Like I want to destroy so much, but I only want to destroy things that are in that store. I don't know why. So I guess you could do that at Hobby Lobby and that would be creative. Please don't trash a Hobby Lobby and then like get me involved in some weird lawsuit. Please don't tell, please don't tell Hobby Lobby I said that. I do not condone vandalization unless I'm just going to stop myself. I don't need to share all of my views on everything at all times. Okay. See, I don't know. I obviously I am channeling Gemini because I just keep talking and that is one of the adorable and endearing aspects of Gemini. Their, their minds, they just go, okay. The cards that I picked for Gemini is the Hierophant, the Tower, and the Two of Coins. I almost feel like this could be a move. This could be a move for some people, um, but it could also be like a change of jobs just because like, yeah, like the two of coins does usually represent like balance within your finances and the material well, uh, material realms. But I also, because of that tower energy and the hierophant, it almost feels like making decisions about that path for you. And this could even be like redecorating, but I'm feeling and I'm sensing changes either in the way that you make money or your home where you're living, um, but like definitely within the material realms. Um, and you know, with that tower there, it could be situations where like, you know, um, things break down, especially with mercury being in retrograde, like, Hey man, no one's immune stuff gets effed up. Um, so just, you know, it happens. <laughs> I did pull the Empress as a fourth card. Cause I feel like I just wanted more information, um, and to me that also is like, you know, if you're working like a dog, like you need to focus on, on your self-care. Um, uh, my friend Lisa Stardust, who I've, um, had on Witch Doctorate before and who I have coming up on the glitter cast. She's actually my election day interview. We talk about the astrology of the election day, but she's a Gemini and she's an amazing astrologer, but she works herself to the bone. I'll be like, bitch, you need to go to sleep. And she's like, I know, I know. I just like, she's so fucking sweet. I love her so much, but she just like, <laughs> she works so hard and I'm like, you need to rest. And then finally she does. And then she deserves it. I think, you know, yeah, she's just great. All right. So we just did Gemini. <sighs> now I'm going to cancer. Cancer feels, cancer energy feels a little surreal. It feels a little bit just. I don't know when I think of surreal energy, like it can be really nice, but it can also be like things feel fake, you know, and you're not really like, you're not really sure. Like it could be like, you're not really sure like how you got into a specific, like how, like how your life got to be what it is. And it doesn't even have to mean that there's something like bad or good going on, but it's just like, there can be weird moments where you're laying in bed and you just like have like an existential crisis moment. And I just mean like baby existential crisis where you're like, 
why did I get the polka dot sheets instead of the plaid sheets? Like, I don't know whatever weird shit goes through Cancer's head, but it feels pretty surreal. Damn, dude, there are so many towers. Scorpio season is cleaning house. All right, let's see. Ooh, okay. Um, Cancer. Okay, so what I picked for you guys was the Six of Wands, which is usually like a victory of some, of some kind. Uh, the tower, again, it's like destruction, take action. And the eight of cups is, um, you know, about sort of like owning your emotional, like, I don't know. The eight of cups can be weird because sometimes it can, it can look like power struggles, like power struggles within relationships because like the eight is all about like personal power and authority. But if we have people who like have a hard time honoring other people's power while honoring their own, that's when we get into power struggles. So I would just look out for that if you're a cancer. Um, and if you're noticing that a lot in your relationships, if you're noticing that you're engaging with someone who like you're constantly having power struggles with, like it may be time to like set a serious boundary, set things straight or disengage. Um, that tower loves to just, you know, that tower loves to move on in a different direction and Scorpio season is all about death, um, and sort of like moving in another direction. So you need to just sort of like, if you are experiencing power struggles, this could be in any context, in a relationship, within the family, with a roommate, with your, you know, with someone that you work with, with your boss, whatever it is, obviously if there's a power struggle with your boss, like that's a little bit of a more complicated situation because there's an obvious, like, difference in power like that dynamic isn't the same but if it's someone that's not your boss then you need to consider yourselves equals parents can be a little bit tricky too but still it's like you can't allow someone to disrespect you um watch like looking out for that too are there people who are disrespecting you you need to move away from that you don't need that you don't need to be disrespected um the six of wands is really good though because it's sort of like it's a card about victory and it's a card about nobility. So cancers have like a really good opportunity to come out on top, um, which I'm liking for them. I'm trying to see if I get any more channels on them. I'm feeling, I'm almost feeling like nasal passages. So there could be allergies or there could be like a cold that comes on as well. So I feel, I feel like my throat is almost getting a little bit scratchy too. And now I'm having like a third eye headache. <laughs> so when I see, when I feel third eye headaches, I think, okay, like you need to make sure that you're shielding yourself. Um, my voice just feels so scratchy and weird. So I don't know, maybe that's smoking again too. Like if you're a cancer, don't, you know, check out your smoking if you're smoking. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much I think that's pretty much the messages I have for cancer. I need to take a drink of water after like your scratchy ass cancer throat. Hold on. <clears throat> All right. We're just like free balling it tonight. This is like witch doctorate is like where I get to be a shit show and the glitter cast is where I'm like, hi and welcome back. Today I have my guest for you who's important and this is why you should listen to me. That's like, that's, that's the dynamic that I've struck. Okay. So I think the glitter cast is, um, like, what is it? Like my light self and which doctor is my shadow shelf, my, my shadow shelf, <laughs> my shadow self also, but I think I need two shadow selves because I'm starting a live stream. It actually starts today and I announced it on social media, but I know not, not everyone's plugged in, but it's called betwixt the shadows and it's going to be on YouTube and it's going to be a live stream every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it's me and Sal, the owner of The Crooked Path, who is just, 
the smartest occultist, I, I did a little burp. I hope you guys didn't hear, but just in case I thought I'd fess up. Um, but he's just like the smartest occultist that I've ever, I've ever known. But it's great because he doesn't really know anything about astrology and he doesn't really know anything about psychic ability. So I get to look smart next to him. We just have like different specialties. So I like it. All right. Um, but anyways, that's going to be great for just, you know, watching. So you should do it. <laughs> okay. Um, for Leo, <clears throat> I pulled, I don't know. I almost want to redraw. I, this doesn't feel right. I don't want to, I don't want to use this spread. I want to channel first. Um, Ooh, with Libra, I'm immediately feeling like more clairsentient, which is like you feel things through your skin and on your skin. And so like this can be a situation where like you hold an object and you pick up psychic information from it. But this can also be like when you just walk into the walk into a room and you get chills or if you're by yourself and there's not really a draft or anything, but you get chills for no reason. Like I think this is how Leo's are going to be getting hit with the veil being thin. Um, if you're feeling like tingles, oh, I'm so tingly. If you're feeling tingles a lot, Leo, I'm so excited for you. Um, you're going to just have like, you're just, I think you're just going to be uh, picking up a lot of your psychic sensory information through touch, which is a delightful separation from like feeling super empathic because Leo's, you know, I think you're going to be kind of okay. I don't think you're going to be feeling like crazy empathic. I think, I don't think anyone's going to like be able to completely escape that, but, um, it feels more like, like skin sensory. And so you should, if you're looking to develop psychically, you should start to, um, why am, why is my brain choosing not to remember what the word, is it psychometry? I think that, I think it's psychometry when you're holding onto an object and you try to pick up information about the object like especially if you like have someone who passed away and you hold on to like your your grandma's rosary or something like that um that's a really good way to communicate with them because we're all trying to touch you know touch base with our ancestors as we near Samhain and there will be a Samhain special um for betwixt the shadows next week this week we're talking about divination next week we're talking about um Samhain so anyway Leos sorry to digress and talk about myself. Ooh, you guys might have some mom issues. You guys might have mom issues coming up, Leo. Um, the cards I pulled for you are the Empress, the five of wands, um, and the nine of cups. At first I thought it was the nine of swords, but it's the nine of cups, but then I just pulled a clarifier and it was the devil. So this, I mean, I say it could be mom issues because of the Empress is like the mother of the tarot, but this can also be like how you nurture yourself or if you nurture someone else, but it's gotten to the point where it's overbearing. Like if you have a partner who kind of like you feel like you mother in some ways, watch that you're not bordering on overbearing. Try not to be overbearing and you may feel that your mother is being overbearing. The five of wands is chaos in a card. That's how I always think of it. So if you do feel like you're having a lot of stress right now or that you're encountering a lot of stress throughout Scorpio season, make sure that you channel that Empress card and you nurture yourself and you, you know, find ways to level out. The Nine of Cups is a good card because that's sort of like a representation of like being able to find um, like emotional resolution. But with the Devil card being my clarifier, I just want to be careful about the emotional and nurturing exchange that happens in your relationships, but also 
if you're feeling stressed out with Mars and Mercury both being in retrograde, try to look out for like triggers and acting on them. I think everyone is feeling triggered at really weird times for no reason. Like I took, I took voodoo out to go to the bathroom before I was getting ready to record this. And I was really ready to just like jump in and do it. And she was taking forever to piss. And for literally, it was like seriously half a second. I was like, oh, and then I looked at her and she's adorable and I didn't care anymore. But like, (laughs) like, that's what I mean. Like when you have to like watch out for those triggers, don't, don't latch onto them. I could have very easily latched onto that and been like, come on, go potty. But instead I was like, okay, it's okay. Like go potty. Yay. You're the cutest. I love you. Let's cuddle. I want to rub my face in your belly. That's like, that's the conversation we had instead of me being mean. Cause it's like not cool to be mean to anyone. Um, so don't, when you feel the trigger, don't latch onto it. It takes just as much time to rationalize your anger in your mind as it does to pop off on someone or react. It takes the same amount of time, except for if you don't react in a way that's aggressive, you don't have to spend all that extra time doing damage control. So watch your triggers. Watch your triggers. Okay. Um, that's all I'm really feeling for Leo. I don't know why I'm feeling like nasal passage stuff again. I don't think it's me. <laughs> I'm like, ugh. So Leo, watch out for that as well. Um, maybe that's like that, like for people who are between, can you hear that car alarm? What is happening? At least we haven't heard anyone being murdered yet outside of the window. It's just like nice, beautiful October day. And I didn't feel like evening, I guess. It didn't feel like running the air conditioner. Okay. Uh, we just did Leo. So now we're on Virgo. And by the way, my workroom looks like, like a Virgo had a mental breakdown. Like there are like boxes of crystals everywhere. My, the desk that I'm at right now, I look like a mad scientist, witch. like I have my computer with all of these like different tabs open with different astrology charts and like seven different tarot decks and a a Tupperware full of berries, juniper berries, but I don't know. It's all crazy in here. Ooh, okay. So Virgo, I just felt my crown chakra open. So I definitely think that Virgos are going to be having like, watch out for that, 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 that sensation of having your crown chakra open. It feels like your hair is growing. And if you do, um, you know, if you do experience that and it does come in for you, I always like to say, I call in my grace. I have to close the window. That car alarm is maddening. Hold on. I feel like you can hear it less. It's like, hi, I'm Mercury Retrograde. I'm here to fuck up your podcast. It's still going. It's fine. I can't hear it as much. Okay. Um, Virgo. It's funny that I'm on Virgo, which is ruled by Mercury, and I just have like this outrageous disruption. Okay. So I feel the crown chakra opening. And I'm also feel I'm my clairvoyance is going off a little bit, but it's happening in not quite a way where I see orbs. But sometimes when my clairvoyance is active, um, it's almost like I can see that there is energy on the walls. And so it's almost like there's a movement of energy. Now I've got orbs coming through because I'm tapping into my clairvoyance, but it almost looks like I don't know, like the wall, it's very, very subtle. It's not like I'm on mushrooms or anything like that, but it's almost like, and like also like if you're looking at a doorway, like into another room, it's almost like you can see a little bit of like an energy hanging in the air. It almost, it almost looks like a way, way, way less pronounced like version of when you have a grill going 
um, and you can sort of see how the heat manipulates the way that uh, the air looks. It almost is like a very, very subtle version of that. And so I feel like Leo clairvoyance, Virgo clairvoyance could be going through that way. Sorry to throw you guys off for a second. I was not channeling Leo. I was channeling Virgo. I just had I'm having like so many Mercury retrogrades where I'm like new moon, full moon. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Okay. So the cards that I pulled are the eight of the eight of coins, the four of wands and temperance. And so for me, oh, and the queen of wands, I just pulled an extra one for funsies. So for me, like the eight of coins, like this is all about like you've gotten a good amount of work down, like under your belt. Um, this could be either within your career or within like home renovation projects. It's just, you know, security, money, material objects. That's always what coins is going to represent. Eight is like, it's sort of like, if you look at the art, there's a guy with seven carved pentacles at his feet. And then he's like chiseling away at another one, the eighth one. And so it's kind of a card that's indicative of like, you've done a lot of work, but the work's not over. Um, so you have to keep going. Now, with the Four of Wands and Temperance being here, this is very much like giving you permission to slow down. The Queen of Wands is bringing presence to this spread where, yes, like we're still engaging with our passions and, yes, we're feeling very excited about the things that we're working on. But the cards, you know, the first three cards that I drew, this is about like take the work slow. Do not rush yourself. Ride the momentum that inspiration brings but, you know, plan things out methodically. Give yourself a break when you need a break. And don't push yourself. Do not stress yourself out. This is like, it's slow going for Virgos. It's like, it's nice and easy time for Virgos. Okay. Libra. Libra, you sweet little babies. Libra is my favorite. They are. I just love them so much. Uh, and I just pulled, <laughs> I just picked up a deck and justice was the card on the bottom of my deck which is like pretty much the libra card because it's all about finding balance and like the scales of justice which libra is the scales okay i'm like whenever i channel a sign i try not to like channel a specific person who i know is of that sign like i just had to remind myself like not to channel my friend melissa who's a libra because i was pulling through libra energy in general okay so It just feels very quiet, honestly. Um, the Libra, like it almost feels silent. Maybe it's because the car alarm stopped going. <laughs> no, it just, it stopped before that. Um, but it feels just like very still and very quiet. And I think oh God, it almost, feel, like I'm almost feeling like the underworld come through a little bit because you know, when you like go to, you know, you know, when you go to a cemetery at night, because uh, that's a thing everyone does, you know, when you go to a cemetery at night, if you haven't done it, you should, it's fun. Um, but it's like, like, or even if you're just like walking like in a park at night or the woods um, and it's just like still like almost eerily still, I'm feeling that for Libras. Um, so, you know, I would embrace silence that like, it feels very hermit to me. The cards that I drew aren't great. <laughs> I'm pulling the Ten of Wands, which is like, you're going to run yourself into the ground if you don't chill out. Like you're going to burn, like you're going to, like this could be burning bridges. So again, I mean, it could be a good card. Like if there's someone, if there's a person or a situation or a bad habit that you need to, 
to like burn bridges with, like that's good. Um, but there's like, there's a destructive energy. So when there's a destructive energy present, we want to be in control of that destruction. So make sure that you are the one in control of what is being burnt down basically and do it, you know, do this in a way that's to seek peace. And if you do sort of have something in your life that disappears and that doesn't, it doesn't feel like a peaceful situation at first, know that the universe ended this situation for you because it would ultimately lend to your peace. Um, I don't know. I almost feel like there's death energy around Libras. Not that like Libras are going to die. I just feel death energy around Libras because it's so still. But again, that could just be the veil thinning um, or it could be someone passing. You know, I, I, I'm not going to pretend that doesn't exist, but it can also just be because it's in Scorpio. We're in Scorpio season right now. Um, so it's just like, you know, things. I'm looking at these cards. Sorry. Okay. So we also have the three of swords. <clears throat> with the page of wands and the page of pentacles. And so there may be themes around deciding to follow your passion versus following what pays the bills. Or like you might even have like a lease, a lease ending and you don't necessarily want to stay in your place. But the idea of moving is kind of overwhelming. And I have, I have another card that I just pulled for a clarifier and it was the, um, well, I pulled to, pulled to the eight of coins and judgment. And so I really do think that, again, like you're going to have to be like claiming authority over your living situation. Um, if you've got like a roommate who doesn't respect boundaries or anything like that, this could be a situation where like you're having to address that. Um, but again, it can be like within work stuff as well. Um, I'm trying to see if I channel anything else. Like I just like it feels so still give yourself permission to like calm down, especially after the birthday season. And I wouldn't engage with like any sort of drama at all. Like that just seems dumb and terrible. All right. Let's see. Damn, this is going to be a long episode. All right. Scorpio, immediately I'm feeling a third eye headache. And that happens when I get third eye fatigue, when I do a lot of readings, just because like my intuition, you know, had been working hard. It's very active. Um, but also like if I'm not shielding enough, if interacting, if I've like spent a day out interacting with other people and I come home and I have like my third eye, like a third eye headache, but it's just like basically a headache in the middle of your forehead. Um, I'll know, I'll know that like I wasn't shielding enough and then I'll usually like hold some selenite or take a, take a shower or even like use an aura spray. Um, but if you do have like some third eye headaches coming through, um, another good thing to do is like rub a little bit of lavender oil on your third eye or visualize a, a healing purple light sort of moving back and forth through that chakra point, And that usually will clear it up. Uh, the crown chakra also feels active, um, but it feels active in both good and bad ways. So when I feel like bad energy is trying to get in through my crown chakra, like it feels almost like pins and needles versus like when it feels good, it feels like my hair is growing or it's like tingling or it'll feel like a hard pressure. So again, like knowing when to close your crown chakra, like knowing when to like, that's another really easy way to protect your energy when you're around other people or when you're just like feel like overstimulated by the collective energy, which is terrible. The collective energy is awful right now. Um, I, I know I've mentioned this before, maybe on this podcast and other podcasts, but, um, 
visualize your crown chakra being basically the same as a camera lens. And you know how you can like twist a camera lens and open it or close it. Um, it's like you basically have that visualization in your crown chakra and you close it and you don't have to worry about reopening it. If that is something that bothers you, you can reopen it before you go to bed, like when you're, or when you're home or you're in your safe space again. Um, but your guides will reopen it for you. They'll bring, they'll bring you grace. They'll bring you, you know, healing. Um, which is what I always say. Like when I, when I feel my crown chakra open, I'll usually say, I'll invite him. I invite in your grace. I invite in your healing. And then I try to see if there's a message. Um, and you can, you know, you can just ask like, what's the message. If you feel your crown chakra opening up, especially like if like your guides are trying to bring you a lot of messages and you're not doing the work to understand them, that will give you third eye headaches as well. Um, if you're having a hard time understanding, like if you know your guides are trying to touch base with you, but you're having a hard time understanding what it is that they're trying to say, I would either ask them to bring you information in a dream or show you a sign. And when you ask for a sign, you kind of want to keep your eyes open for like, I would say like, like show me a sign synchronicity. Um, if you ask for a sign, you may just want to like look out for things that seem peculiar and then try to just sort of like analyze it. But synchronicities are easier because they come usually in like threes. So if you see like, you know, if you ask for a sign and then you see, you know, like three, three pennies, you know, within, I don't know, a reasonable amount of time to where it seems weird, (laughs) that could be like, oh, like someone's leaving you coins. And then if you really want to dive deeper, you can pick up the pennies and look at the date on them. Um, to see if there's a significance about the date. So that's like, if you want to, you know, like be a person who picks up pennies and thinks that angels are talking to them, then go for it. That's, I mean, that's what I do. Okay. Um, the cards that I picked, uh, all right, not great. (laughs) Okay. So basically there's like the five of wands, the empress and the five of cups. Um, I'm at, I pulled another card for like the crowning card basically to just like balance it out. But, um, the crowning card I pulled was the nine of cups. With the five of wands, again, this is chaos in a card. The empress is nurturing. The five of cups is emotional disappointment. Um, Or it could be like a breakup or removing someone from your life. And it's just sort of like the sadness that goes along with that. And with the empress being there, like it's sort of like asking you to, when things feel out of control with that five of wands, understand that they're out of your control and that you can only do so much and you can only control your own energy. And you can only control how you respond to situations. And if you feel like people are trying to take too much from you, if people are trying to take too much of your attention or your energy or your emotions, set a boundary, take an evening for yourself. Nothing is better than turning off your phone for 24 hours. There is nothing better. You should do it. You should turn off everyone. It doesn't matter what sign you are. Turn off your phone for 24 hours or even just an evening. Like even like once you get off work until you wake up the next day. And I mean like until like until you wake up the next day, just turn it off. Um, it is delightful. Um, watch, you know, the nine of cups is good. I like that the nine of cups is here as well because this means emotional fulfillment. So if they're, you know, with that five of cups being there again, this is sort of like a repetition of the message that I had earlier. Um, if there's someone that is no longer in your, in your, in your life, like that's okay because the nine of cups is bringing you an emotional fulfillment to replace like whatever void that may be. Um, so just know that like, it's okay. Make peace with it. 
move forward. You know, there's enough, like one person leaving your life is not going to sour everything. You know, you've got other people in your life that you can sort of gravitate towards. And I think that's what the cards are trying to say here with that nine of cups card, like go to the people that are your support system. You know, if it's a breakup and you need to go, you know, spend time with your friends or even like your mom or whatever it is, like lean in towards that emotional fulfillment and be okay with whatever you've had to shed, you know, and we've all had to do a lot of shedding in 2020. It has not been an easy year. I feel like, I feel like there's a huge difference in my energy. And by the way that I talked to you guys from like two months ago versus now, because this summer sucked. It just did. It was terrible. And I just like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm glad I'm feeling better again. It could be like the sun moving in Scorpio, but I just think that like, I don't know. The way that the way that we present ourselves fluctuates based off of like where we're at in our healing and like what we're having to process in the moment, I think. All right. <sighs> Seeing if there's any 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 Did you just like why did my voice just do that? Like why did the words just come out like that? Um I I guess I was going to ask if there were any more messages from for Scorpio, but because my mouth is betraying me, I feel like I'm being told to like shut up and move on to Sagittarius. All right. I feel like that's a thing Sagittarius energy would do. It's my turn now, bitch. Like, <laughs> stop talking about Scorpio. Um, okay. Sagittarius. Okay. Um, I feel like Sagittarius are really going to need to be working on their psychic defense and their boundaries. Um, I have the sun, the eight of swords, the high priestess, and temperance. And because I have the eight of swords... And the high priestess, the eight of swords, it's like, you know, it's basically about personal authority. Whenever there's an eight, it's about a personal authority and, and um, boundaries as well. Ten, tens are boundaries too, but like we're not having a number lesson. I'm reading tarot scopes. Okay. So with the eight of swords and the high priestess, I feel like just like engaging with your psychic defense is going to be important. And then also like respecting other people's psychic energy and their psychic space, like, um, or they're like actual real life physical space. I don't know why I'm like only referring to psychic space because the high priestess is there, but just being mindful of like the energy that you're pushing out and also what you're taking in um, and try to like keep it, like keep it nice and balanced so that you know when to pull back um, and you also know when to like keep people out. The sun is good because that means joy and optimism, which, you know, goes great with Sagittarius energy. That's like pretty much what the sign is all about. Like everyone loves Sagittarius because they can sort of like, you know, they're charming and charismatic and they can sort of like put off, like put off this energy that like makes people feel a little bit more upbeat. So that's what I think people are really drawn to when it comes to Sagittarius. And so like with that sun card being there, it's kind of like good, like enjoy that, like promote that, be part of that, but also like know when it's time to um, pull back a little bit. Sagittarius, because they're ruled by Jupiter, can have a hard time understanding boundaries and can have a hard time understanding like when other people need a break. Um, so like if you feel like you're really amped up and energized, which you probably will be because you have the sun, but you're with someone whose energy levels are a little bit lower and they're not being receptive to you trying to perk them up, then just give like just give them the space. You know, it might not even be a spoken boundary because the high priestess is there. It could be an unspoken boundary. So you know, you may be, you may be trying to, you know, make people feel uplifted, but like sometimes people aren't ready to be there. 
they're not ready to go there with you. And so you have to honor other people's sadness and other people's sorrow. And I think that's kind of part of what this little spread is saying. They're like, read, read the room a little bit. Sagittarius isn't always good about that, you know, reading the room because there's just like, there's that Jupiter thing. It's so expansive. It's so bright, you know, just be okay. My, my crowning card was temperance. So like, be okay with being chilled out, you know, just cause you have this ability to like embrace all of this energy and bestow it. Like Sagittarius is great cause they're generous with their energy. They bestow it on other people, but with temperance being there, it's sort of like, okay, we'll just keep that energy for yourself. If someone doesn't want it, you know, um, temperance is also sort of like, you know, when I say temperance, I think about like watching your, watching your sort of like consumption, when it comes to, especially when it comes to like drugs or alcohol or anything like that, but even like food, because temperance is sort of like, there might be a full plate of food there, but if you're full, like stop eating. Cause otherwise you'll get a stomach ache. Um, you don't have to finish the bottle of wine, like that sort of, like that sort of a thing. So temperance is like, sort of like asking you to, um, bring yourself back to sort of like a more like pure sort of a space, like, um, and just like tone it down a little bit. Temperance is really about toning it down too. So like give your give yourself like an opportunity to like relax and be a little bit low key. Sagittarius, y'all need to be a little bit low key right now in Scorpio season. But it's good. Like relax, like recharge, especially because your birthday season is coming up. Like just chill out during Scorpio season and just relax and like enjoy um, whatever it is that you want to enjoy. Capricorn. We're going to go to Capricorn. I'm feeling very grounded, which I mean, makes sense because I'm going in, I'm going from, a, I'm going from Sagittarius uh, to an, to an earth sign. So like, that's probably why I'm feeling very grounded, but it also just feels like root chakra work for me with Capricorns. Um, your signs will probably come in physical form. I'm thinking like when it comes to the veil being thinner and our ancestors trying to come through. Like, I think that Capricorns are going to be getting their messages, um, like by seeing someone who looks just like their grandma or like, I don't know, finding pennies on the street. I don't know why I don't have another reference to give you guys right now. Maybe because, um, maybe Capricorn will have a little bit of mental fog as well. Like there could be, it does feel a little bit spacey. It doesn't like almost like, almost like there's like a fatigue, a little bit of a fatigue happening. A little bit of a third eye headache. So watching your intuition, but grounding, I think grounding is the message because it just feels like there's a lot, there's a lot of energy and grounding in a way that helps you reconnect with like the definition of objects around you. Like, because sometimes grounding needs to be a visual thing as much as a like meditative thing. So that's why if I'm feeling ungrounded, I'll try to pick out details within like just the room that I'm sitting in. One of my favorite grounding things is just to, you know, if it's a certain time of the day where I can see dust particles floating, you know, near my window because of the way that the light is hitting it. Like that is a really great way to like ground very quickly because you're seeing detail. Uh, if you have, you know, if you have a fork or a spoon in your hand that has um, like flower print on it and looking at the detail and like your silverware while you're eating and things like that, that's where I think Capricorn energy is going to be at. And because it's so grounded, I think that you will see messages from your ancestors 
in physical form. And I think it's very important that you actually set an altar to your ancestors, put up photos and you don't have to leave it up. Like you don't have to be a crazy person who has like an altar up 24 seven. Not that that makes you a crazy person, but I'm just saying like some people, um, don't want to have like, they don't want to like basically like announce to the world that they're into witchy stuff. And they totally understand that like, there's a, you know, not everyone wants to be in your face about it, you know? And so I would just like find ways to honor your ancestors around your house, whether it's an altar form or not, but like make sure that you're honoring them, uh, lighting, lighting a candle next to their photos. Like these all, you know, feel like good things. My palm, my, my left palm is itching, um, which makes me think that Capricorns could be coming into some money. Uh, I always, I always know if I'm going to be coming into money or releasing money based off of like, if I have like a tingling or an itching in my palm, um, because I am right-handed and I, and I give with my right hand. If I feel my palm inching on my right hand, I know that there's like a bill coming up or something. Um, and so like, I need to make sure that I have money transferred from my PayPal into my bank account so that the bill can be taken care of. And if I, you know, if I feel my left palm itching, then I'll know like, Oh, I'll probably be hearing from someone soon to like book or I'm, I'm going to be coming into money. So I think Capricorns will be coming into some extra money. The cards that I picked are the five of swords, the sun, the knight of wands and the six of wands, the five of swords to me, that always represents like forgetfulness, but also like needing to disengage from a topic that you don't want to talk about. Like if you're tired of talking about politics, don't talk about politics. Just be like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It's totally fine. Um, but with that forgetfulness aspect, like making sure that you are, uh, making to do lists and just like staying on top of your priorities with the sun, that's a very energizing card as well. Um, but there can be, you know, with that five of swords, it's kind of interesting because there could be situations where like there's, there's like something that's happening right in front of your face, but you're not seeing it. So try not to ignore red flags, especially if you are passion driven. So if you've met someone new, um, with that nine of wands, it's almost like the, the passion can make you reckless or make you, you know, not pay attention to red flags. So just keep an eye on that when it comes to relationships. Uh, with the six of wands being the crowning card here, that's a really great card. Um, you know, it's it's about victory and it's about a win. So I actually think Scorpio season is going to be pretty good. Um, just, you know, make sure that you are on top of like any forgetfulness that you may be experiencing. Just take notes, write things down if you feel like you need to. Um, and if you don't want to talk about something, just don't talk about it. Totally okay. I don't want to talk about it. It's, easy, it's just that's that's all you have to do. All right. So. Going into Aquarius and just want to do a little bit of a shuffle and try to breathe into that energy. Aquarius. Okay, so let's pull some cards. Ooh, first card is the star and then the nine of coins and strength. What's the crowning card? three of swords. Okay. Well, I mean with the star, whenever I see the, the star, I'm like, okay, you need to be talking to your guides. You need to be telling them what you want and you need to be like doing manifestation work, especially with that nine of coins there. Like that's a huge card for harvest and that's a huge card for manifestation. So think about like, especially when it comes to the material realms, if there's something that you want, if there's something that you want to ask your guides for, um, I would, you know, make sure that you're asking for those things, especially when it comes to like career path or like your ability to make money. This is a good time to be doing magic around that. Um, 
the strength card, that's great. Like it, it's, you know, it comes in to offer strength. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't, you know, strength is pretty straightforward. I am feeling a little bit of a, almost like a ping in my heart. And I don't know if this is heartache, but it almost feels like there could be like an Aquarius around them who has someone who like is having heart issues or heart failure. Uh, you know, if it's not, if it is you, take care of your diet, take care of your heart, go to the doctor if you need to see a doctor. Um, but if it's not you, there's nothing that you can do to change how other people take care of their body. And it's okay to not feel responsible for someone else's health. Um, I am also getting a little, I'm also feeling a little bit of like, almost like my lymph nodes swelling. So make sure that you're taking care of your immune system, Aquarius, make sure that you're you know, taking vitamin C, there are crazy COVID surges right now. So I don't like to do like the fear mongering thing where like, I'm going to freak all the Aquariuses out and make them think that like, they're going to get a uh, COVID. That's not what I'm saying. Um, it could be cold or anything like that. I'm just saying like, take care of your immune system, oil of oregano, vitamin C, those are all going to be good. I'm feeling a little bit of a third eye headache. So again, putting lavender oil on your third eye, breathing, uh, setting boundaries when you need to psychic defense, shielding, all that stuff. Your crowning card is the three of swords. So there may be struggles around indecision. And especially with the rest of these cards coming through, I almost feel like it's a situation where you may not even know what you want to ask for when it comes to like a manifestation ritual. So if that's the case, then I would start to ask your guides for clarity around what they think your highest path is and, you know, which direction they think you would be the most successful in because our guides have like a little bit of information that like we probably don't. Um, so it's good to, you know, it's good to ask them for their input. I don't know why I also just got a flash of a Ouija board. I feel like there's going to be Aquarius is busting out a Ouija board. I feel like I'm going to get a message from an Aquarius who's like, I literally just bought a Ouija board or I literally just got my Ouija board out. Cause I just like, it's just like so vivid. So Ouija, you know, if you're an Aquarius play with your Ouija boards too. All right, Pisces, I'm going on Pisces. Um, I'm feeling a little bit of itching. So again, like paying attention to your, like how you moisturize your skin. Now that the seasons are changing, like get a jump on your additional moisturizing instead of waiting for your skin to start peeling and like mm, the lips to chap, like make sure you're using a heavy lip balm. Damn, there are so many fucking towers in this, this episode. I don't know why. Um, but Pisces, you know, take care of your skin, take care of that. I just saw an orb. So I feel like the guides are going to be working really closely with Pisces right now. I would work with like light blue sort of like angelic type colors. Cause it feels like, doesn't feel necessarily like underworld or ancestral. It feels more like ascended master type energy happening around Pisces right now. So whenever you want to like, you know, I, when I see ascended master energy around people, I always recommend like asking for an upgrade before bed, like before you go to bed, ask for a physical upgrade. Um, and then try to take note, like, do you feel more energized the next day or in the coming days? Uh, that's what I would, that's what I would do to work with that. And then, you know, just like invite in the healing. I like, that is such an easy thing that we can say to our guides because sometimes they're not like, you know, who knows if they're allowed to cross that boundary or not, but I feel like sometimes they're not always allowed to heal us if we're not open to it. So even just saying things like I am open to your healing or like I accept your healing that can help our guides, you know, bring us what, whatever it is that we need. Now with Pisces, I'm seeing the 10 of wands with the nine of coins and the tower and the world. So 
with the Ten of Wands, that's a very destructive energy. With the Tower, that's a very destructive energy. So again, you want to be in control of your own destruction. Making sure that, you know, you're analyzing what is and is not working in your life and being okay with saying goodbye to the things that are no longer suiting you. With the world being your crowning card, this is going to be especially important when it comes to relationship patterns and behavioral patterns. You know, if there's things that have been bothering you in your relationship and they never quite change, there might they might never change, you know? And it might just be time to leave. That's okay. Um, but even too, like... Watching your behavioral patterns where you're like, oh, like I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing. Like I'm going to start stretching. I'm going to start stretching more because, you know, I'm in my thirties and I want to make sure that I'm, that I stay flexible as I get older. And then all of a sudden you're in your fifties and you're like, fuck, I didn't, I never started stretching. Like just start stretching, just do it. Um, (laughs) the wheel of fortune, I pulled an extra card. So this is nice because it could be like unexpected blessings and like, um, you know, things not, you know, things that you're not necessarily able to predict. Now with the tower energy, like that could be bad. So I would even say to your guide something like I invite in pleasant surprises. Um, please don't bring me any negative surprises, like, or even just saying like, I bring in, I bring in pleasant surprises. Um, with that nine of coins energy there, again, it's a harvest and it's about the closing of cycles. So if you're not happy at a job, it might just be time to quit, you know, or find a new job, figure out where you're going next. And the same with living situations. If it, if it's if it's over, it's over. Just move on. If you know if you need a new car, it might be time to do the new car thing. You know whatever it is that the cycle is ready to close on, just allow it to close. Don't hold on to things. Um, don't repeat patterns. Don't stay on a track that's not working for you. And my voice is starting to get tired because I have been talking nonstop for an hour and twenty five minutes. <laughs> so. Um, I, I don't know how much editing I'm going to do on this. So sorry if there's like a weird pause at any point in time, but I think I've been pretty fluid in keeping things going. Uh, please tune in to betwixt to the shadows tonight. It is going to be a live stream, but you'll also be able to, we're going to save it on YouTube so you can continue to watch it. And we are accepting questions. We have a bunch of questions actually kind of more than I thought we were going to end up with. So we're going to be answer, answering questions on air, but I will also totally like answer personal tarot questions or like check out someone's chart. Like if you want to like take, you know, take a gamble and see if you can get a free reading or something, um, then write into, write into us. Um, you can find us on Instagram at betwixt the shadows and it's like B E T W I X T. It's betwixt. It's not quite between. It's like how witches would say between betwixt the shadows on Instagram and our YouTube channel is also betwixt to the shadows. We have a Facebook group, Betwixt the Shadows and our Instagram at Betwixt the Shadows. Uh, again, I am going to be drawing five names for my raffle next Tuesday for the Glitter Cast. So if you haven't gotten in your five star reviews, please write one out, send it to me. If you want to enter but you don't have iTunes, reach out to me. We can find an alternative for you. Uh, please follow at the Glitter Cast. You can also find me online at Rainbow Glitter Star and my website, rainbowglitterstar.com, for shopping witchy. And, you know, if you want to know more about like my reading process or my readings, that's a great place to learn more about that. And the wheel of fortune just fell out of my tarot deck. Um, so I guess that, uh, blessings for all. All right. Thank you. Bye.